Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to episode number 43 of Mysteries of the Unexplained. I am William and herself's name is... Bernie. I'll be carrying Bernie through now after the Patreon episode uh, <laughs> where you disclose that your real name is Bernie. So is this going to be going forward now, Will and Bernie? I'm just trying it on for size now that I'm um, moving into... Mm. Um, a trailer park in the country. Uh, it's not actually a park. It's just a trailer. I just wondered would Bernie maybe suit me better now that I'm going to be back home. It's a very local kind of a name. Just let me try it for a week, Will, and I'll get back to you. <laughs> you should see how it goes. Try it on for yeah. size. It's very good. Very good. Now, before we start off this week's episode, we have a bit of housework to get through. So let's begin. I want to do some housework today. Number one, the whole place needs to be cleaned and hoovered and the beds need to be changed. But before that, I would like to say a big, huge thank you to our two new Patreons, Riley Ray and Ian Marriott. Um, Thank you so much. We didn't forget about you guys this week, even though it's a very special episode. And this one is dedicated to you both. Thank you so much, you guys. And also we have two new reviews sent in to us. The first one is uh, Stop Everything and Listen Now. Five stars. Seriously, my all-time favourite podcast. Hilarious, funny, spooky and literally makes me smile and laugh every time. Will and Annie are a fabulous team and I, along with other converts, consider them our personal friends. Sometimes oversharing, become a Patreon member to learn more. This is the best <laughs> podcast for a pa- This is the best podcast for a weirdo like me and I hope more weirdos find it love you Will and Annie thank you so much for brightening my days and that's from Mary Mufat um, in the United States oh oh thank you so much that is so cute and I just love people telling me that I'm great so I'll have another one there oh please uh, and the second one thank you so much for that the second one comes in and it says love 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 five stars listening to this podcast is the only thing getting me through the day thank you and that's from Jamie Penny Bish and that's uh, from the USA as well thanks so much for uh, that thank review you so much very, very 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 much appreciated 
very, very, very much. And you know, two egomaniacs like us need nothing more than a little ego massage first thing in the morning. Thanks so much, guys. We really appreciate it. Speak for yourself. If you would like to write your review, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, because it helps us greatly be discovered and become mainstream, where we will then release a pop album with many, many guest artists <laughs> on it, because we'll have a better record deal. And if you All know of what this- I mean... All of this really is just part of our master plan for Will to release at some stage in his life a pop album. I mean, it's going to have to happen. And you know, some celebrities just sneak in there after they've become celebrities. I think that this is actually our plan. But if you really like us, then I think you'd really like the album. It's going to be great. (laughs) To be honest with you, I think the exact same thing. And, uh, you know, like Annie said, this is just the foundations of our matchstick Mm -hmm. house, which will Mm -hmm. either go up in flames or be an an architectural marvel. Oh, it'll go up in flames. (laughs) Oh, it'll absolutely go up in flames, like everything else in our lives. (laughs) And... One of us then might go solo and we'd go on to have Beyonce fame, but we couldn't possibly tell at this stage which person that will be. Now, let's just park that in a double park space for the moment, because this week we got the opportunity to interview the queen of the paranormal herself, Miss Avette Fielding. It was fantastic like I'm excited about it like and it's already happened (laughs) like I even know what happened and I'm excited about it she was so sweet like she's so genuine that like it even like it just makes you go oh my god like it actually all is real like whatever because this lady is just so genuine and she's like telling us stuff that happened we had to we'll had to edit out all our like gasps because they were so annoying for people to listen to didn't you will we were like what what like actually will afterwards but it was like okay we have to edit out all the gasping and oh my godding because um it's just annoying for you guys but the stories are just incredible if you grew up watching most haunted and or you love like a true experience you guys are gonna fucking love it so grab yourself a cup of tea, cup of coffee, hot chocolate, uh, dim the lights, put on your headphones or just try and filter out your co-workers and listen <laughs> to our interview with a vet field. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yvette, thank you so much for joining us today on Mysteries of the Unexplained. I uh, have to say, Yvette, it's like a dream come true for me as I was an avid fan of Most Haunted and, of course, uh, Most Haunted Live when I was a teenager, which scared me to death on many occasions. It scared me too. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure it did. Oh, no, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's a real, it's, it's lovely. Thank you. appreciate it. Fab- fabulous thank to be you. here with you. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Um, well, I suppose, so let's begin at the start. Could you tell us uh, when or how did your interest in the paranormal begin? Oh, my goodness me. Well, I've always been fascinated by it, really, but a little bit, you know, obviously scared as well, because it is the unexplained. You know, that's the word in your title of your podcast. It's it's the unknown, isn't it? The mysteries of it, of it all. And, and I think any... Thing that's unexplained sort of can make you feel a little bit uneasy so my real fascination began with it in the 70s before you two were born because I'm an old fart now <laughs> um, and uh, there was a gentleman called Arthur C. Clarke and I oh, thought he yes. was marvellous and he had a tv show called Arthur C. Clarke's Mysterious World and I used to love watching these shows with my mum. And um, he also had, I think it was a, a magazine that came out sort of monthly. And inside the magazine on this particular month was like a free giveaway, like a, a floppy vinyl disc, if you will. And um, my mum bought it and she was fascinated because it said Voices of the Dead. And so she put it on the record player and played it well. She let like a cat scolded onto the record player, ripped off the thing. Oh, I'm not having that in my house. And I remember just the look, absolute look of fear. And I remember the noise. It was all, it was really scary. It was like all this. Stuff. And I sort of stood there, you know, as this young kid going, oh, okay, that's a bit freaky. Um, but me and my mum were always fascinated in the in the ghosts and the unexplained. And like I say, Arthur C. Clarke. And then, you know, fast forward, you know, a few years, 
you know, uh, seeing my first apparition was in my mum's house. I was visiting and uh, I just saw this soldier from the waist up <gasps> staring at me. And, you know, you guys probably know just as much, if not more than I do, but it's it's it was that, you know, hypnopompic, could it have been hypnopompic sleep state? You know, you're waking up yeah. and you, you know, a lot of us see things, don't we? And hear things just as we're going to sleep or as we're waking up. So when the brain is is really on, a, on another level, really, it's doing its own thing. So anyway, mm-hmm. I open my eyes and there's sort of floating at the foot of my bed was this color, solid image from a soldier. And I described him down to the hair on his head was so clear and it was dark hair and it was side parted and he had like you know brill cream and it was just unbelievable and he was but he was staring straight at me and and I was absolutely petrified and then I discovered there are only five houses on my mum's road that this gentleman had been visiting each house and shaking the bed and terrifying people so I went and got um, a local historian and she told me that the tra- train track that ran at the bottom of, of all of our gardens um, was the main or is the main train line from Manchester through to London. And during World War Two, one gentleman, a young soldier, threw himself off uh, and and was cut in half by the wheels of the train. So was that his ghost? And at the time, my stepfather was actually digging up all the land at the back. And I think that's a huge, big, you know, red light going off. Whenever you have building works or whenever you start sort of messing around with land, that's when you do get a lot of paranormal activity reported. So those are my sort of introduction to the world of the paranormal. And uh, and then fast forward a few more years and, and I had a haunting of, my own in my own house because I was opening myself up doing a lot of meditation um, and I went too far and I remember just the whole house just kicking off cupboard doors opening and closing doors slamming on their own the television going on 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 and off on its own the radio coming on and off wow. on its own it was incredible and it was scary so we had to call somebody in please will you help us we don't know what's going on and he just said you've opened yourself up by doing all of this meditation and I was reading about and it was James Van Prague was the first medium that I was really interested oh, yes. in and I read his books mm-hmm. and I was really interested in it. and I think if you start doing that anybody that's listening now and you think oh, I really want to get into it you will find that you start to open your third eye as it were and, and all sorts of things can start to happen but you, you've got to do a lot of research which is something I didn't do and anyway he shut it down and it all it all stopped, uh, and so that was it. And then, of course, ah. the birth of Most Haunted came along, and and the rest is history. Wow, that's, that's incredible! That was, so a, that was a big long answer, wasn't it? No, that was incredible. <laughs> and I I think it's so interesting what you said about opening yourself up to it because I think, like, I'm a lot more scaredy than Will is. Like, Will has always just been very interested, and I've been like interested hmm. from behind the couch because, like, I've always <laughs> felt that if, like, I've had this feeling that if you ask for it or if you open yourself up to it, it will come. Like, Will used will. to joke with me and be like, "Oh, like I'll call a demon down upon you," and I used to freak out. I was like, "We'll actually do <laughs> that it." Was, that was a you joke, know? though. <laughs> 
you evil thing. Yeah. I'd be saying, I'd be saying, don't say it even, even jokingly. This was even before the podcast because Will used to like hide in wardrobes and jump out at me and hide under the bed, like always playing tricks on me. Are and you I, I just like, I. No, no, we're, we're not. We're best mates and we lived together oh. as well for a number of years. Yeah. And so, yeah. We fight like brother and sister, Yvette. We fight like brother and sister. But what I <laughs> wanted to ask you is um, so you've had a really big career in TV, obviously, and you started when you were very young. Um, I don't know if some of our US listeners might know it, but it was a show called Sea View in Britain. And then you were actually the youngest Blue Peter presenter ever, which was kind of amazing when I think of what I was doing at 18, that you were doing that. Like, it's incredible. Uh, but one of my favorite moments is your Annie Lennox impersonation. Oh my she, god, like, is 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 yeah. a favorite of mine. It's another big TV moment. But you have talked about um, when you started Most Haunted that you kind of like put all your eggs in one basket with it, and you were like, "This is what I want to do," and uh, you were taking a big risk by doing it. So, and did you did you feel like did you know how much of a risk you were taking? Obviously, like did and did you? feel like the show was going to be uh, it could be as successful as it finally went on to be it was very weird when you know when myself and Carl look back at that moment it was bizarre it, it, I really believe that something was pushing us to do it I really believe that because we were you know it was something I was always like I said interested in and fascinated but certainly I never thought about making a show about it you know it just wasn't something I was didn't even think about and it was just a friend that came over he'd spent a weekend at Michelin Priory with his girlfriend they'd spent you know had a lovely little holiday getaway and then when you know afterwards he was oh it's you know haunted by you know allegedly 13 ghosts it's crazy you know and that night Carl and I and I'd watched Blair Witch that's right a couple of months beforehand and he said would you spend the night with you know in a haunted house with, with the tv crew and I went yeah I think I would I said but what if we got those cameras you know the night vision cameras what have we got that yeah wow and we spent all night coming up with the idea writing it down writing it down and you know scribbling it out and starting again and the original title of it was called Yvette's Haunting Truths I mean how terrible is that um but we but we really really we really believed it you know we really believed in this and we um you know I just had um, our daughter Mary so I was a stay-at-home mum at the time I was having a break from telly to look after the family and Carl was um, you know he was traveling around the world he was doing um, uh, loads of uh, work as a cameraman and a camera supervisor he was doing big shows and all of the so so the he was bringing in the money to pay for the mortgage and we mm. believed it this is what gets me we believed in this pilot so much that we sunk all our savings into it. We had nothing left because we wanted it to look really professional. We wanted it to look, we wanted it professionally edited. Um, we wanted uh, a mute uh, We got um, uh, Alan Clark, who was, uh, a, a, you know, he played in some serious bands and he was a fantastic musician. We asked him, we paid him a lot of money to do all the music. So uh, thousands of pounds had gone into this thing. And we were absolutely convinced that we would sell it. And yet nobody wanted it. And it was heartbreaking. Absolutely it, heartbreaking. It must have wow. been so heartbreaking. I can't imagine like how heartbreaking that would be. It really was. I mean, tears. I mean, tears. I always remember oh. Carl sitting in the bathroom with his head in his hands, crying, saying, we can't afford to pay next month's mortgage. 
And I didn't want wow. to sort of, because I wow. newborn baby and all of that. And I was thinking, oh my God, what are we going to do? Um, and I always remember Carl had to go away for Christmas because we had to earn the money. And so mm. he was due to do marlin fishing for Sky Sports. And he was at the airport <laughs> ready to go. Out. And he, he got a phone call because he'd gone to, he, he said, I need to find out what's wrong with this pilot program because nobody wants it. What's going on? So a friend of ours said, look, why don't you try this guy called Arch Dyson? He's the head of FlexTech, which was the head of the Living TV channel in the UK yes. at the time. Yeah, he great. said, he'll give you an honest opinion. He's a great guy. So Carl's right, before I go to the airport, I'll have a meeting with Arch and we'll get it sorted. So he did. Arch, it was a VHS in those days, put the VHS in the machine and it was a half an hour, I think it was 28 minute show. And he sat there and watched it and Carl was really nervous thinking, oh my God, what's this guy going to do? Never said a word for the whole 28 minutes. Finished, the show finished. He took the VHS out, put the VHS down on the table, slid it across towards Carl and went, I'll have it. And I want 16 episodes. When, when can oh, he wow. shoot? Oh, and then gosh. I got a phone call from Carl at the airport on his way to, after the meeting on his way to do the marlin fishing. And he went, we've got it, we've got it. And I was cleaning up some Lego at the time and I fell to my <laughs> knees and I went straight onto the Lego and died Ouch. in absolute, it was the agony and the ecstasy. It was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And that was it. So, so we went, to, we went really away. Amazing. Yeah, we went away incredible. and we shot, yeah, we shot the first, um, lots of programs, but people complained because it wasn't too wasn't long enough. So it originally was half an hour, and then it went to an hour show, and and it, and we've never looked back. And it's been sold to over a hundred territories around the world. Um, I think we've just show, sold the sh uh, more episodes to America. They're due to come out uh, soon, so that's really exciting. Wow, wow! I think apart from all the poltergeists, like that's the bravest and most scary thing you've ever done like that is yeah it must be absolutely terrifying i was just like sitting there being like imagine myself in that situation going like oh i'd be freaking out but isn't it isn't it funny though isn't it sorry isn't it funny though how you get you get i don't know if you guys have experienced this where you actually get this almost an invisible hand for no reason pushing you to do something and you yeah. look back and you think yes. why did i do that why i firmly believe that that we are i don't know whether it's relatives that have passed on or whoever, sort of giving us this sort of little nudge or this guide yeah. guidance to keep going, keep going, yeah. you know. Most Haunted, of course, went on to be a, like a huge phenomenon. And you and your team have mentioned being attacked with a crazy array of implements whilst ghost hunting, including a crowbar. Um, but can you <laughs> tell us a paranormal encounter that really that really sticks in your mind that nearly keeps you up, up at night sometimes well I've, I've spoken about this uh, lots of times but you know I don't know if you've heard it but it was we were broadcasting live uh, on the discovery channel for America and we were also simultaneously broadcasting um, for the UK and we were at Edinburgh vaults in Scotland in Nidri oh, Street yeah. vaults so have you heard oh, yeah. the story? I've been down there. I lived in Edinburgh for a few years and I've been down there. Oh, yeah, I was right. down there with you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Terrifying <laughs> enough. Yes. <laughs> so you'll remember there's a part of Nidra Street vaults where there's sort of like an ante room where there's a stone circle. And that's allegedly where 
witches uh, performed lots of dark magic and so on. And many people like yourselves that have actually gone to Nidra Street Vaults, they pay to go and have a tour, they've come out and complained that they've had scratches on their hands. Now, I've heard, and as you guys will, will probably know of this, but you know, there are lots of paranormal cases, lots of haunting cases. Um, for instance, the true story of the exorcist, as, as we know, was really a little boy, not a little girl. Um, and uh, part of the case was having scratch marks and burn marks on his torso that made up words and the, the awful, awful things. Um, you know, the, there's lots of cases where scratches of, of, you know, we've heard of and read about and they've been made into horror movies and so on. So I'd only ever heard about this. I've never seen it with my own eyes. So we were told, whatever you do, when you go into Nidri Street Vaults and the room with the stone circle, do not stand in the centre of the circle and do not be disrespectful. So, of course, I stood on the outside of the circle, but three members of the team decided to be the opposite. They were swearing, they were goading them, they were, do your worst, this, that and the other, swearing, blah, 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 blah. Anyway... As I said, we were on air um, and we'd been on air for quite a while. Um, Stuart was stood in slightly in front of one of the cameras that was streaming across to the States. And they, they were taking a, a television feed as well. And what was extraordinary was he was stood there for 20 minutes. He had a black leather jacket on and a white T-shirt underneath. He screams out loud first as it, and saying, I'm burning, I'm burning. Help me that my back is burning. He pulls his leather jacket off and you see blood coming through, beginning to come through on his wow. um, on his T-shirt, which was just the most frightening thing I've ever seen. Oh I gosh. pulled his T-shirt off and you actually see three big gouges, scratches from the top uh, underneath his right uh, shoulder blade right down to the, the small of his back on the left-hand side. Carl then screams out, my neck and you see three scratches on the back of his neck that have drawn blood but the worst one was the sound guy he screamed and fell to the floor because from on the side of his leg from the bottom of his knee to the top of his ankle it was such a deep cut you could see the bone and he had to go to hospital and have stitches now Stuart still has the scars from that which is over 10 years oh ago he still, they were that deep now, I could not keep it together. I tried so hard. I was in shock. I mean, pro I was in proper shock. Yeah. I couldn't stop shaking. I, I'd never seen anything like this before. This was extraordinary to me. And, and the fact that we were seeing this live as it happened um, was just, I, I just couldn't get my head around it. And I tried so hard to keep it together and keep the show going. And then I burst into tears. And then dry my eyes and keep going and get them burst into tears again. And I managed to keep it going until we went off air. And then I resigned. I said, I'm not doing this show anymore. I said, I know it's our idea and all the rest. I said, but somebody else can do it. I don't want to do it anymore. I've had enough. That, for me, was the first step into realizing that we didn't have a clue what we were dealing with. And to a point, we still don't know. Nobody knows at all about the other side there are no experts as i say regularly on my podcast it's just all you can go off are your own experiences and talking to other people with their own experiences but there's no experts whatsoever so we were touching on something that was unexplained and this 
type of phenomena, as I mentioned at the beginning, it goes back not just, you know, in recent history, but hundreds of years. So what is it? And the only thing I can explain is negative energy that um, manifests itself in the scratches and the burns. And then subsequently, poor Carl and Stuart, again, through goading, which they like to do, had the most horrendous matching burns on their arms. Uh, and they describe it as being hit across the arm with a, with a, a whip or a crop. And the burns got so bad, they became infected and they both had to go on antibiotics. And when people say to me, oh, the show's faked, it's rigged, it's this, that and the other. I, I, all I can say is it certainly isn't. And we're, we're putting ourselves in, these, in this position so that we can share the experiences with other people. And then they can make up their mind. But we also say, come along to Most Haunted Experience and experience it yourself you know that's that's the only thing we yeah. can do yeah i i have to say we we went into those vaults that night now like nothing like you know spectacular happened but i remember going into that room that you're talking about and they told me about this stone circle like not to stand in it i have never been so skinny in my life i was plastered <laughs> up against the wall so hard so hard that i was actually two dress sizes smaller like i just like it free i just the the, the feel yeah. of the air in there the temperature was so low and then you can explain it like yeah it's stone and you're underground and all the rest of it but i was just like get me out of here net like hor- horrible energy like absolutely horrible yeah um but i wanted to ask you a little bit about your podcast now that we're all podcasting buddies um uh and i think it's a really great medium for ex- for exploring stories because um you know people tend to listen for longer i think sometimes on podcasts and you can get really in- deep into things and we've like explored loads and loads of different stories and now you've also got another um another accolade in that you've just written the first of a series of books called the house in the woods and this is going to be part of the ghost hunter chronicles so like do you know did you always write or was it something that naturally happened after all of your experiences did you find that you wanted to kind of divert them into something different it was purely because of most haunted experience so yeah. We have the, the opportunity for people to join us on, you know, around the country in various haunted locations. Um, and we did an under 16s one, which just flew. I couldn't believe it. I thought, oh, you know, is this going to work? And they were sold out and it was crazy. Um, and so I had the chance to meet all these really young. It was fantastic. You know, the 11 and 12 and 13 year old kids are like, you know, turn up with their own ghost hunting equipment. I was like, oh, my God, I'd be wow. terrified of their yeah. age. I'm terrified now, you know. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. But they were really, really into it, you know, and it was great because we got the tapping phenomena, um, which was incredible, and we got some kids actually playing noughts and crosses with a ghost. But I said to them, point to a square with your noughts and crosses and wait for the, wait for the ghost to knock. And then you put a cross in where that is. And then you go. And nine times out of ten, the ghost would win. And the kids were just unbelievable. And they were going, I can feel it under my feet. I can feel the vibration under my feet. And this was just so amazing. So I asked them, 
and that you know if I were to write a book would you like me to put my oh please 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 write and they said yes but how scary do you want we want it really scary and then I accosted bless her this poor woman in a bookshop and she had two young sons with her and I asked is is it okay if I sit down and talk to you all I just want to know I've got this idea for some books and Mm -hmm. I just want to know how Mm -hmm. scary you'd like it and they were going these two lads Please make it really, we like to shake. I was going, really? And they were, yeah, please make it really scary. So that's where the idea came from. And so I've used three 13-year-old kids, and on Halloween they decide to um, take a Ouija board with them to a haunted, old, abandoned house in the middle of Epping Forest. And uh, they use the Ouija board. They've got a night vision camera. And it starts to move and they're like, you know, the classic, did you stop moving it? Is you moving it? No, I'm not moving it. One of those, you know, and then, uh, and then whatever their contact follows them all home. And so begins their adventures into the world of the paranormal. And so it's the first book, as as you said, Annie, in in the Ghost Hunter Chronicles. So book two is already with the publishers and that comes out same time next year. Yeah. And I'm working on book three. Wow, that's amazing. Like, I think both of us would have loved that book. Like, I used to read them and then have to put them, like, you know, in the fridge kind of a thing to keep them away from me. But, like, Will, <laughs> Will would have, like, eaten them off. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? I, I, I was one of those, like... The opposite. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. Exactly. In the fridge. I'm going I'm to nick fridge, that if yeah. I may. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I don't know. It's like a confined space. It was the nearest one to me. I was like, they can't get me if I put it in there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> do you know the weird? Do you know the weird thing is, is that I said I watched Blair Witch. I think that was the only only film yeah. that I I watched um, uh, within the last sort of twenty years that was slightly on the horror theme. But before that, mm-hmm. uh, I, I I think years before when I was a kid, about fifteen, sixteen, I watched Steven Spielberg's Poltergeist movie, which I absolutely love. But the weird oh, thing yeah. is, since doing since doing Most Haunted, I cannot watch any paranormal program. I can't watch really? any paranormal film. No. It wow. messes with my head um, because, you know, like um, we're going off and doing an investigation next week for the podcast. And if I was to watch a movie like that the night before, it would really mess with me. And I would just I'd end up needing some sort of help, really, in the, at the end of the day. So I, I stay well away from it. <laughs> How bizarre oh, is that? Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. I mean, you're doing yeah. enough. You're doing yeah, it all. Yeah, you're going yeah. to the places. We're only watching it on screen. <laughs> uh, but a best congratulations on the book, like Annie said. Um, and I, I was wondering, the ideas for your characters obviously seem to come from your own paranormal experiences. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, obviously, you know, the book is fiction. Um, you know, yeah. the, 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 the places and stuff. So, mind you, some of the places aren't. So in the... in um, uh, uh, the 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 location in the first book is you know made up, but even though I did investigate Epping Forest and Live on Air got lost, which was quite funny, and uh, had to have the ranger come in and rescue me in the mid- on a most haunted live, um, so I know Epping Forest, and uh, it really is a very dense, creepy, massive forest. Um, but the actual gamekeeper's cottage, there, as far as I know, um, there isn't one in there. Um, but um, in the next book, there's um, definitely a, a couple of the locations in there. I've actually, well, one of them I've definitely been to a couple of times. 
Um, and I think that's really important. But also the paranormal phenomena, Will, that you asked about is real. Mm. So a lot of it is real. Some of it is fiction, um, but the obvious yeah. ones are real. So, for instance, Eve gets hit um, in the back by um, something. She doesn't know what it is. And she looks around on the floor and her and her uncle Rufus, who's another great character in the book, uh, find an old um, shell of a rifle, a, a, not a rifle, a, a bullet. And, and it's a clue to who is haunting them. And that actually happened to me at RAF Raynham. We were investigating there and doing a show and something hit wow. my back and then something whizzed past me. And we heard this sort of metal dropping on the concrete floor. So all the torches went on. What, what is it? What is it? And we found, and I still have them, um, old rifle shells. Um, and when we gave them to the, to the historian, he said these date back from World War II. And he checked the serial number. So where had these bullets come from? And we'd, we'd wrecked the location. You know, oh you, you're, you're putting cables in there for all the cameras. You're doing it. Yeah. No one, they weren't on the floor before. So where yeah. the heck had they come yeah. from? And, and mm. uh, some of them were very hot to touch and some of them were icy cold. So it, 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 was, it was very strange. So I wrote things like that in the book. And the tapping and knocking phenomena. Now, here's something I don't know if you two have actually experienced. Um, but it's something that I really want to urge everybody within the paranormal world, uh, something perhaps you guys can, can tap into. We need scientists mm. to take this phenomenon much more seriously. They're just poo-pooing yeah. it. as, mm. And, and it, and it yeah. really annoys yeah. me because I'm just thinking, hang on a minute, yeah. this tapping phenomena, this knocking phenomena is coming through. It has a conscious mind. It is tapping out letters, words. They're giving us uh, the most amazing information that we're then checking up and having verified. How is that just random uh, oh, uh, some some scientists. Are, oh, it's our conscious minds doing it. No, it isn't, and it does really annoy me, as you can tell. It isn't our conscious mm. minds. We've had yeah. the most amazing things no. come through. That it, it makes no sense whatsoever. And they they've told me via the knocking that it's them talking, but we're hearing it as. But actually, it's them talking. But because they're on a higher vibration, it's like the sonic boom. So when the sonic boom, you know, you hear mm -hmm. that, the, the, the okay. sound of speed, it's coming through yes. as this knocking phenomena. Why doesn't science investigate it more? We've actually encountered, me and Annie lived in a house um, in Dublin, Ireland, and uh, we mm. both had encountered this uh, in the house, uh, wow. like knocking and, and all that the whole time. And for ages, we put it down to neighbors until we realized that the back of our house, which we didn't have access to the garden. So you can imagine we, we can't re we couldn't really see the back of the house. Yeah. Um, but in that part of the house, there was actually no wall that was onto another house's. Yeah, they were all exterior walls. Yeah. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Thanks, Annie. And it, we, we were experiencing like uh, thumping and banging and like furniture was moving around and stuff. And oh, it wow. wasn't, it was incredible. Mm -hmm. Annie came to me after she had moved in. Well, you can say it, Annie. I had been there now. Uh, this is how slow <laughs> on the uptake I am. I had been there for quite a while and, you know, like it was an extension built on to an extension kind of thing so I couldn't really figure if there was like who was beside me there was no one beside me and then I was like I was like oh god well like those neighbors upstairs are so noisy like I'm kept up every night with this like banging and rapping and like heavy 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 sounds and he was like um Annie there's no one up above us <laughs> so 
that was my oh, I was like okay <laughs> there's just the roof so um but listen Yvette th- thank you so much we have taken up so much of your time and we were so so happy to have you on the show and um I know that our listeners are very like paranormal centric like that's the thing that they love so I know that if they haven't checked out par- paranormal activity yet that they will love it and a lot of them have have kids that like you say are really really in to the paranormal so your new book for any young adult readers is a great buy for Halloween it's called The House in the Woods and um, please do go out and check it out and thank you so much Yvette for joining us today. Thank you so oh, much it's been, No, it's been an absolute thank pleasure. Thank you Annie, thank oh, you Will and I'm sure you. we'll speak again lots of love to you both. I hope so lots of love, thank thanks you. so much Wow, that was absolutely incredible <laughs> I am I am I am shitting my pants, like we have opened ourselves up to so much shit, even by doing this podcast. Like, people have been seriously injured. I know, when she said about the opening up uh, yourself to something, I was like, I literally was practising that with you on a daily <laughs> oh basis God. when we lived oh together. Oh my God, like, oh, I used to, we used to like say these little incantations and ask things to come down upon me and I used to freak out. But this is exactly why, because I believe that if it's out there and if you ask for it, you'll fucking get it. Yeah, it's so true. And even with the scratches on, on the, uh, the guy's like, back and stuff and you needing sketch- stitches and having the scars to prove it. You got, you got awful lightly, really, when I think about it. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I just left. And we were in the we were in the same I place. Know. We were in the same place. Like you got off very lightly. I think they were having a day off. That they were on like midterm break or something. When we were <laughs> that there, they were on. Uh, they were on the on the poltergeist like annual like holiday to Malibu. They were like you know down in cocktails and dancing on bars somewhere. And we were like, oh my god, we got away with it. Because I honestly thought that I would be the type of person. Plus, I could hear you whispering incantations as we walked into it. I was like, I'm fucked. I'm never going to get out of here. But then, like, no, to hear the reality of people actually really getting attacked in there, fucking. Like if I had heard that now, uh, before I went in there, if I had seen that episode before I went in there, and I think what makes it even realer is that like that is just such a, like an like a normal genuine person that I just believe you know yeah like I just believe every word that she says. I've no reason not to, and I'm like this is fucking this is real this is real. Okay, so next week we're going to be back with a podcast about puppies and kittens and decorating your house. <laughs> yeah, we just changed the whole thing. Mysteries of a Carefree Life <laughs> is what our podcast is going to be called from now on. Um, yeah, no, I, I was actually extremely nervous even interviewing her, uh, as you can probably tell. Uh, and I don't know, I think it was just because I, I was like, she's from my You're childhood. You're extremely nervous opening the fucking door to the postman sometimes. That's not true. I always ask him, does he want a cup of tea? But... <laughs> But uh, no, it was amazing that she took the time to um, allow us to interview her. And of course, she did mention that she now has her podcast, Paranormal Activity, which you can find the link to in this episode's show notes. And as well as that, she also has her brilliant new kids book coming out. It's called The House in the Woods, and it is the first of what is going to be a Ghost Hunters trilogy and really good for kids aged 10 and up. And if you have a little kiddo that likes to be spooked, but also likes a bit of fun, I think they'd really like it for Halloween. I know that it would have been the book that I was reading at Halloween, but also like putting in the fridge just to keep me safe at night time. Hey, yeah, what is also... the fridge thing about? 
<laughs> there was yeah like you know what's really weird just this episode of friends where um the, like when i saw it as a teenager i was like oh my god because joey is reading the shining or um or somebody's reading the shining i think and they, they could put keep putting it in the freezer but like i used to put books in like i used to put books in places where i thought that they couldn't like get me if i was scared of a book at any stage so i wouldn't like it being in the yeah. room with me because i had this re- weird feeling that the things could come out of it so i used to put them like underneath couches and i remember putting one in the fridge once like just putting it in places where i thought that the ghosts would be somehow contained <laughs> oh like it was like a ghostbusters kind of like contraption device you the fridge you <laughs> You use that as yeah. a contraption to like contain yeah, was, the spirit. <laughs> it was my scientific You're a strange, mind. <laughs> strange little girl, Annie, aren't you? <laughs> so, guys, thanks for joining us this week. I uh, hope you enjoyed the interview. And if you would like more, you can sign up to our Patreon if you wish. Um, the link for which is in the show notes as well. Um, you'll get a bonus episode every Wednesday called Motu Weird Wednesdays. If not, we shall see you next Friday for more mysteries of the unexplained. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.